the Apostolic Evangelist chapter 6 and why have open-air meetings. I love the quotation here by Spurgeon, it would be very easy to prove that revivals of religion have usually been accompanied, if not caused by a considerable amount of preaching out of doors or in unusual places. Whitfield says, I believe I never was more acceptable to my master than when I was standing to teach those hearers in open fields. I now preach to 10 times more people than I should if I'd been confined to churches. Churches are confined to weekends at certain times. Open air preaching happens openly, any place, any time. And so the open air preaching is always exciting. Where were you born again? As we read down in the passage, people often say, were you ever born again at a crusade? And if you're talking that to a local church, of course, people will not put their hands up. They love the comfort of the cloth on the chairs and the air conditioning. But if you go to a third world nation where people are really lost, how do they hear the gospel first? Normally through crusades, where an evangelist has come in and done open air power evangelism with signs and wonders. And so if you go to the the third world nations, most people do lift their hands and say, yes, I was born at a, again at a crusade. But when it's cities wide, there are not many crusades done there, they are lifted in the church. And I think this, don't ever let anyone say this to you, young evangelist, that crusades are of no good, it's old school and not needed. I say the opposite, it is probably what is mostly needed, because that's what starts churches. And so, why open your meetings? Simply because that's where the economy of the kingdom is released in power and great anointing. Spurgeon provides a piece of instruction. One of the earliest things that a minister should do when he leaves college and settles in a country town or village is to begin open-air speaking. Throughout England, we have several trees remaining called the Gospel Oaks. There is one spot on the other side of the Thames River in the United Kingdom, London known by the name of Gospel Oak. I have myself preached at Elderstone in Surrey under the far-spreading boughs of an ancient oak beneath which John Knox is said to have proclaimed the gospel during his sojourn in England. And so history has shown it that open-air preaching has happened. So why? Because open-air meeting will accommodate vast crowds. There you go, Whitfield, at up to 60,000 in the open air because the local church authorities were challenged by his power preaching. And history has it that he sat on horseback, Bible on the pommel of his horse, out there in England, uncomfortable weather, in the bog, in the mud, in the whatever, 60,000 people. And he rode around the people standing in the middle. And the people, they would turn and follow the horse as it moved around the circle. And he spoke with a loud voice towards 60,000 people. It was a church on the move. It was a moving pulpit, which was the horse from which he sat and proclaimed the gospel to 60,000 people. Was the weather nice? Not normally. Was it cold? Yeah, wet. Everything. And in one moment, he actually had the power of God come and close on 60,000 people were slain by the power of God falling on their backs and faces on top of each other in that open field. You see, God's not limited to the four walls. He's limited to a heart that is open to the full, full gospel, which is the power of God. 
they are scriptural and there's a number of scriptures where you find that open-air preaching is found in many different places. Every great sermon in the Bible was recorded at a market on top of the mountain off the side of a boat from in, in the fields and, and there they are. They're open. The reference too is to the kingdom of God, not to a church building. And so the kingdom of God is at hand. It means not inside the four walls. Open-air preaching, no buildings, no rent, no rates, no utility bills, security or parking. You don't need that. You just need to be there. To anybody who wants a ministry to find out if you have a chance of you think the call of God is on your life to go and preach the gospel, go and do it. You'll find out very quickly in one night whether you're called of God or not to go and preach the gospel. You don't need material wealth to reach sinners. You just need a heart full of compassion and mercy. Mercy is the currency of heaven upon earth. Give it away. It is so powerful. Remember, often there is no applause by people this side of heaven. Maybe some on that side of heaven. And so we turn on to point number seven here. Always put the sinner back to his responsibility before God. Remember that it's not you. You're not responsible for them. They are responsible for themselves. So preach about love, divine love, unconditional love. Preach what sin is. That's why the law is given. Without the law, there is no knowledge of sin. So you need to keep the key, open the door of their heart by letting them know that there is a judgment day coming where they will have to stand before the king. There is judgment. There is the law. And the Lord defines sin. To a sinner, he doesn't know what sin is. Sin is unbelief in the word of God. We need to proclaim that belief in the word of God is faith. There's righteousness. There's, there is a hell. And there is a second coming. So those things are need to be preached strongly. Amy Simple McPherson preached the fourfold gospel. Jesus is salvation. Jesus is the healer. There is the Holy Spirit. And there is the second coming. And those four things preached by her many times resulted in a great revival. What can hinder the open air meetings? A church hiring you for their profile. They want you to elevate their profile. Don't do it. The lack of clarity is who is funding what at the event. Well, read the last chapter. Treasure and heart is essential. Ending a meeting with no clear instruction. It's not even worth in preaching your heart out and coming to no conclusion or opening the door for them to respond to the conclusion of that they must repent and be saved. The importance of a local church, otherwise they get lost, they get blown away by every wind of doctrine. They need to come into a local church and pastors need to engage with evangelists and the partnering of this gospel out there. Clear instruction about the next meeting. What's happening tomorrow? What's the next event? Tell them, because that's the way it is. Tell them, tomorrow night is Holy Ghost night. Tomorrow night is Miracle night. Tomorrow is, I'm going to tell you a story that is touching the whole of humanity. Come, bring your children, bring your, bring your friends. And also, the one thing is this, you need to persevere. Yes, there's many times that the devil will want you to quit. But if you've got that burning compassion in your heart, you're unstoppable. And so, why open your meetings? They are exciting, they're profound, and guess what? The sinners get saved, and there's nothing more exciting than seeing a sinner getting saved where the heart of man is changed by a miraculous encounter with man and truth. 
That's why we have open air meetings.